Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcast, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Opus Private Client Wealth Style Podcast. My name is Yvonne Watanabe, and this is the part two of our Retirement Risks series. On now, we have another one of my great partners, Adam Rolowitz. What's going on, Adam? Just waiting for the snowstorm to come in today. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too bad, man. But today's topic and the risk that we're going to talk about today is the market risk and sequence of returns risk during retirement, something that you are particularly passionate about. So I'm really excited for the audience to get to get your take on this. But before we kick it off, I think it would be good for you to share a little bit about what retirement means for you. I thought about this a lot. I have thought about it in time, and I always try to come up with something profound. Really what it comes down to for me is just a feeling, an overall feeling of not having to do something, not having to do something. I want to stress the have to part. More just that I could have a choice of what I feel like doing on any given day without concern about having to help the kids or pay for a mortgage. Just the peace of mind that I can really just be with my family, be present, and not have, uh, everyone's always going to have worries, but not have a financial concern. And if I want to go pick up a block of wood in, in, in my wood shop and make something on a Tuesday afternoon, that's not an issue. I love that. I appreciate that. For the audience, many people don't really know what sequence of returns is. So for a very basic explanation, can you just share a little bit about what that is? It's not surprising not many people know about it because most people out there that aren't in retirement yet will have never experienced it. During the accumulation phase, when you're saving money, sequence of returns risk doesn't come into play. It's only at the point when you are withdrawing assets, withdrawing income from, from those assets, that a sequence of return risks comes in. When you take out money while the market has gone down, the same time the market has gone down, you lock in those losses, and that's in a nutshell, what sequence of returns risk is. So sequence of returns, just, just to take it even even more simply, it's the order in which returns happen. So positive six followed by a negative 10, followed by a plus 10. Honestly, it's the rate of return in order that somebody gets in their account, right? I'm gonna give you an example of a, a typical market cycle. Let's say we have an account that does, or a market cycle that does 27, 9, 7, and minus 15. Over that four years, we would have had an average 6% compounded rate of return. If we take the exact same numbers, it doesn't matter what order they come in. 
we could start with minus 15, 7, 9, and then 27, and we still end up with a 6% average compounded return. So while we're saving money and we're growing money in the accumulation phase, the average return is really what we care about. But the sequence of, of returns risk comes in in retirement. Because now when we start taking money from our assets, we haven't changed anything about the market. We're still going to get the same 6% average return. But if we start in the year that's up 27, our income is able to sustain far longer than if we start in the negative year. Just a quick example, I had a million dollars in an account. I'm going to take out 5% a year after... 36 years, I would have run out of money if I started in the positive 27 cycle. If I started when the market went down by 15%, I'm going to end up running out of money in 23 years. Simply by changing what year you start retirement in that cycle, you have 13 years less income. You run out of money 13 years sooner. The market hasn't changed. So the sequence of returns, basically what you're saying is that if you get negative returns early in retirement, when you start to withdraw money, it will drastically impact your outcome versus if you got positive returns early in retirement. Is that fair? A hundred percent fair. The biggest problem with this is nobody can time the market. You cannot predict what the market's going to do when you retire. Right. And you're not going to necessarily want to push your retirement out a year or two years to plan for those additional two years. You're not going to delay your retirement to, because of what's going on in the market. You want to retire when you want to retire. I, yeah, sure. I mean, ideally, right? I mean, nobody likes that. Nobody wants to work longer than they had anticipated to. Or even worse is, is you retire and maybe it doesn't, the negative market happens the year after you retire, right? So now you're, now you're, out of the workforce and you put yourself in a position where you might have to get back into the workforce. That, that would probably be more difficult for me than, than having to delay another year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because market timing is something that has been proven to not work over time. And, and I think market timing combined with trying to time your retirement is could potentially put you in an even worse spot, right? Is that is that essentially what you're saying? It really is. Uh, Vegas terms, right? It's a crapshoot. You, you, you may end up great. You may not end up great. You may end up in a very different position where you're worried about the market every year of retirement as opposed to being able to take the kids to Disney without a concern. Now that we kind of identified the sequence of returns as, as a major risk, right? Because we cannot predict what the market's going to do at any point in time. Really, taking money during a down year early in retirement is going to pose a, a major threat. So what would you recommend people do or how can they hedge against that risk? Good, great question. I mean, there's a couple of things that you can do. I, I don't think there's any one magical bullet to it. You have to have options in retirement. So you want to have different places where you can get money from. That means creating certain assets in your world that are not correlated to the market. You want to be able to have buckets of dollars you can pull from that don't have the same volatility and exposure to the market so that you're still able to take income 
and retire, but you don't have to take it from the dollars that have had a negative impact and, and just went down 15%. And you can let that money stay in the account and catch the rebound that typically comes after negative market cycles so that you get your money back up and then start taking the money from that account. So, you know, you almost have to have different levers you can pull and there are different strategies you can implement, different products that can be implemented and structured into your retirement plan. The sooner you can begin structuring some of these strategies, the better, because it gives you, you time is always on your side when you're talking about compounding. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. I think most people, when they think markets, they just think the investment markets. And, and obviously, we're, we're talking about the general stock market and, and the investment marketplace. But I think that also applies to real estate, right? I mean, a lot of people would have thought previously that real estate income is super predictable and, and is not really correlated to any type of market. But that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, think about early on this year, if you're a landlord during COVID, you, you could potentially be out the income that you're receiving from then or 2008, the same thing. Sure. Any type of market risk in this is is something that we need to hedge against. Would you say that? Absolutely. That's why you need to have different areas. Rental income could be a great source in certain environments. Maybe it is one of the sources that you create, but it's not the answer to everything. You want to have market exposure. What type of assets aren't correlated with the market that could protect you against this risk? There are, you, you want to think of there's different buckets of, of dollars, right? You have cash is the simplest. You can stockpile a couple of years worth of cash to be able to pull from. The downside to that is you're earning basically nothing on those dollars. So there's a lost opportunity there, but it's an, an option. You could have used real estate while rent's down right now, we're also in a historically low interest rate environment, which for somebody who has the appetite or is okay with, with leveraging a little bit, you could think about a reverse mortgage. I'm not proposing that that's always the best solution. There's a lot of caveats to that, but it's certainly an option. You can structure in certain guaranteed contracts, guaranteed annuities that can drive income no matter what. You can have certain types of life insurance policies that are not impacted by the market no matter what cash value that builds and accumulates in these policies that is by contract guaranteed to increase every year no matter what happens in the market. So those are fantastic sources of income. Yeah. Adam, sort of before we before we wrap up, are there any other things that you can think of or that you want to leave the audience with as it relates to retirement planning in general? I think the best thing you can do is have an open mind. One of the problems I see in many of the clients I meet with is that they're so ingrained and they're so focused on retirement being a 401k plan or an IRA or a qualified plan at work. A lot of that has to do with just the way that it's marketed. Big investment houses are the ones that typically set these assets up. They're the ones with the marketing dollars. And I think if you get closed off and you think about just having to fund these your retirement using a retirement account, that can be dangerous because it's it only works when the conditions are just right. 
it goes against everything I believe in that you need to have multiple options and sources of dollars that you can access. I mean, a simple example to that, right, is we'll hear people say, oh, I want to retire at 55. That's great. But if you have all your money in retirement accounts, what are you going to do until there's no penalty to take money out of a retirement account? So there's right, just a disconnect, right. I think. And, and, and you just want to have an open mind when you're talking to an advisor out there about doing some retirement planning, being able to not be afraid to think outside of the box will put you in a tremendous advantageous place down the road. And the sooner you start, the better. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice, Adam. As always, man, I appreciate the time. Anytime. I know the audience is really going to get a lot out of this. Thanks for sharing your insights. Thank you all for tuning in to the second part of our retirement threat series. I'm sure you'll enjoy the next episode coming up. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee for future results. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Yvonne Wantanabe and Adam Rolowitz are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC. Yvonne Watanabe and Adam Rolowitz are financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Yvonne's California Insurance License Number 0H44206. Adams California Insurance License Number 0E52827. Compliance Approval 2020-113508 expires 12 of 2022.